Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Finally, do my laundry now. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. We're back in studio. What a whirlwind it was. What a fun time it was. We're back from our tournament takeover. So we'll put a bow on what our experiences were like. A week in Boise, four and a half days or so in San Diego, California, and now back here in Missoula, Montana for at least the next couple of months. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. And to my travel partner the last couple weeks, he's joining me in studio to wrap this thing up, this tournament takeover. And uh, certainly fun and couldn't have done it without all of our awesome sponsors. The Big Sky out of the NCAA tournament. So we'll talk about that. Uh, why? Why does it seem as if the Big Sky's teams, not only are they fighting an uphill battle, which many mid-major league champions are, but why does it seem like the Big Sky's teams just never have a fighting shot? We'll get into that a little bit. Here in the uh, Montana Basketball Hour off the top, we'll also give you some sound bites from Montana State's women's basketball team's loss in the first round of the NCAA tournament. That game didn't even tip till two hours after we were done with our show here Friday. So we'll hear from Trisha Bidford plus a, a couple of the Stanford ladies on uh, a sequence that I've never seen against the Big Sky Conference basketball team. A, a steal into a dunk that capped a 20-point run in the first quarter. All of those things. I've never seen before. So we'll talk a little bit about both the uphill battles for the men's and women's leagues for the Big Sky Conference as the league continues to try to find some sort of relevance nationally, but it's eluding them. We'll also talk about some of the other teams we got a chance to see, both in person and just watching games around the country. And uh, go over our brackets a little bit. Mine's busted. I know Riley's is busted. I think everybody's is busted at this point. I mean, St. Peter's over Kentucky. I think that uh, after that, uh, 
<laughs> it's uphill sledding for us, too, trying to fill out a, 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 a good bracket. And then we'll also talk about a couple news briefs from around the Big Sky. Coaches, comings, and goings, a couple Big Sky Conference teams still in action. Uh, what's that mean for the league? Is that maybe the better route to go? Of course you want to make the NCAA tournament, but it, in terms of the long-term vision of your program, maybe playing in the CBI or the College Basketball Classic or whatever postseason tournament you might find yourself in, maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. We're also going to talk a little spring ball hour number two. Myself and Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN Missoula, talk about some storylines uh, for both the Grizz and the Bobcats. Bobcats open spring ball today, coming out of spring break, and the uh, Grizz back from spring break, so they are back into spring ball as well. So we have some sound from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach, as well as Taylor Housewright, the offensive coordinator at Montana State, and Willie Matt Garza, the defensive coordinator there at MSU. And then, of course, because it's a Tuesday, we're just bumping it to hour number two, but we will have our Treasure State Stars featuring some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio. If you want to stream the show, you want to listen live online on any of your mobile devices, you certainly can. 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live and you'll find the stream. You want to be a part of the show, you can always call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. It is a Tagliari Tuesday, but we're not doing our Tagliari giveaways this month because we're rolling all those gift cards into our bracket challenge prizes. So we will have free Tagliari for you, two different $50 gift cards for first and second place, respectively, in our bracket challenge. But no Tagliari call in, although it is, remains, as always, a Tagliari Tuesday as well. Riley Corker joining me in studio, and uh, thanks so much for, first of all, getting us back safe from Spokane yesterday, man. How you doing? Did you get some sleep last night? I did. I'm still a little bit off. Uh, waking up to sunshine certainly for helped, sure. too. Eh? Maybe we brought some of that back. No question. Wait, wait. I'm, wearing my, I'm wearing my beach <laughs> shirt today. I'm trying to get the sunshine going. I like it. I like the mojo. No, it, it was so much fun. Thank you again for having me and all the sponsors for getting us there. But we had a day yesterday because sure. we, we flew in and out because, obviously, you don't know where you're going for the NCAA tournament until Selection Sunday. We were swapping texts right back and forth, but it was nearly impossible to get out of Missoula. We flew out of Spokane, you know, pulled in about midnight, but you got to make a true five-day trip out of it. And uh, we made the most for sure. I'm really curious. Well, I, I got a little bit of the thoughts, but just for all the listeners out there, to get your take on San Diego. It was my, obviously, I've been to San Diego and been to the NCAA yeah. tournament. For you, it was your first time really in San Diego and first time experiencing a true NCAA tournament where you see momentum at one site six games you really could feel that and I know we're going to get into it we saw one of the games it's hard to say it was the game but one of the top three games sure. of the entire weekend that was played there were 48 games played over the weekend we got we got to see eight of them don't forget the bonus two on Thursday sure. in Portland as well maybe we'll get into a Gonzaga Arizona comparison uh later on because I know folks are, are wanting that and that's my only chance for my busted bracket <laughs> is that Gonzaga and <laughs> no Arizona in the title game but no absolute blast can't wait to uh break it down here in the next hour or so Montana basketball hours presented by the advocates if your life was turned upside down by an accident that wasn't your fault, the advocates can help you. There's no fee until the advocates recover a settlement for you, so you have nothing to lose. Call 406-640-4444 to talk to your advocate. Today, I thought San Diego was exceptionally cool. One of the best parts about our job is uh, our jobs is that Texas all over the country. It, a lot of times, a lot of people love to travel internationally. I feel like I haven't traveled internationally nearly as much as most people because I'm almost always on the road in the American West, mostly. Sometimes we get to go to places like Harrisonburg, Virginia, or um, you know Huntsville, Texas, but mostly it's in the West. But I've been to most of the big uh, cities in America on the West side now, all the big West Coast cities, to be sure. And I thought San Diego was my favorite one. I think it's it's less... Bustling, it's a, it has a slower pace to it, even though it is a big city. It's nothing like San Francisco or California in terms of the pace, which is a very good thing, in my opinion. I know some people love the, the L.A. pace. When you go there for Dodgers games, I know you love just being there for a couple days. But I can actually see myself living in San Diego. I thought it was really cool. I think the architecture and the history there, being right on the marina, you know, the Navy presence there is very apparent. The Hispanic presence there is very apparent. I thought the food was awesome, the seafood, uh, it's second to none. And uh, I, I just thought, kind of the vibe. I, I told you and our other buddy that was with us for the trip that there was no definitive, no real definitive um, archetype for the people there. You couldn't say that person's from San Diego. 
And that's a compliment. I, I, I thought that there was a lot of uh, diversity to it, but it was a cool place to, to spend a few days, and I thought that the basketball arena, the NCAA tournament presentation, was tremendous. VAS Arena is awesome on the San Diego State campus. What a cool campus that is, too. As we were talking, I mean, they're in the Mountain West. If they wanted to make a full effort and commit, I, I think they could go as high levels as they wanted. Well, and that was my, one of my biggest takeaways, being on campus, just seeing how they run everything. This is a big, this is a Power 5 operation. No, of course. And they have all of the pieces. Well, you have, I mean, it is it is from a basketball perspective. Yeah. That's a top 30 program, well, and, right? And you really look at what they've been doing football-wise. Sure. I mean, they've been sure. top two or three in, the to- three in the Mountain West every single year. That's argument for the fringe top 25. It seems like every year the Aztecs at least make an appearance. So they've got all the makings there. I love the arena as well and for those I, i'm sure they heard on friday as well but it's a mini pit in the sense of how you, you walk in at, at the top level and go down such a cool vibe and the acoustics in there i felt are so tailored for college basketball and for a great setting like we got with two bands going back and forth i know we want to talk about that but we're in we're in arenas a lot where you have one predominant fan base whether it be the, the cats or the grizz or when you're in a big sky arena it's pretty predominant. There's one. Sure. We got to see a true atmosphere on Sunday night with TCU, the ultimate underdog that was making their historic appearance against Powerhouse Arizona. It basically was a home game for everyone that drove over there. It was really cool to see that dynamic as well, and I thought the arena was tailored for it as well. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas, Riley Corcoran coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. You can march into savings with Northwest Motorsports Markdown Madness all month long. Northwest Motorsport providing special APRs all March. Get a truckload of savings on the greatest selection of trucks, trucks, and more trucks at Northwest Motorsport. Visit them online today at nwmsrocks.com. Our tournament takeover, we're putting a bow on it because we're not going to be going to any other tournaments. Um, but the so the games that we got to see, we actually got derailed and, and, and rerouted, and it turned out to, to be pretty good as Riley's dad texted us. He said, you, sure, you guys are sure good at uh, taking the lemons and making it into lemonade. And that's what we were trying to do. Uh, we got rerouted through Portland on our way to San Diego. We had a five-and-a-half, six-hour layover in the Portland airport. So we said, hey, let's go. Let's go down to the Moda Center and catch some games. So we got to see the second half of Boise State versus Memphis. And uh, Boise State couldn't really handle the Tigers. That proved to be sort of prophetic of, of the handful then that Memphis would be for Gonzaga before Gonzaga rallied late and made it to their seventh straight Sweet 16. Uh, but then we, we watched the Zags as well uh, against a Georgia Southern team that gave Gonzaga a good swing in the first half. They were only down two at halftime, and then Gonzaga blitzed them and went on uh, probably a 20-plus point spurt to win that game going away. So that was our first day. And then on Friday, we got to watch Montana State get dismantled by Texas Tech, 97-62, the final score in that one. Then we watched Alabama versus Notre Dame, uh, and Notre Dame pulled the quote-unquote upset. We're going to get into that in a minute as well. But uh, they beat Alabama 78-64. That was a uh, sixth-seeded Crimson Tide team versus uh, Notre Dame. And then uh, in the third game, we saw Wright State give – Arizona a good push before losing 87 to 70 and then we saw in the nightcap uh, a slugfest between TCU that's a nice way of putting and, it and Seton Hall it was an ugly ugly game but TCU sort of encompassing what the Big 12 is all about I was thinking about this when I was driving in here Riley I think that was just from a pure basketball takeaway one of my biggest takeaways from the weekend is that college basketball and I think that this is this is where the line is sort of drawn between people that like basketball but find themselves liking much more the NBA and or much more college basketball. College basketball is a significantly more physical game than the NBA is right now because of a variety of the rules, but also just because of the the stark jump in athleticism. But I actually think that in terms of the guys that are just like the ferocious beasts, the guys that are just big, strong, tall, tough, run baseline to baseline, there's way more of those guys in college than there is in the NBA. That said, none of those guys have the skill to play in the NBA. That's why they're not going to play in the NBA. It shows you the dichotomy of sport. But that was sort of the the main takeaway I had from this weekend was there's a dichotomy within observing this dynamic. On one hand, the physical specimens, the athleticism is so amazing. Some of these big guys are so 
big, strong, and fast. They have such great endurance, run up and down the court. But also, uh, sort of the, the lack of skill and the lack of, of execution is also stark because the physicality and the defense can be so good. And I thought that we saw that on full display that first day, whether it was Texas Tech sort of beating up Montana State, completely boat racing them, or Notre Dame hanging with Alabama, not letting the Crimson Tide's athleticism overwhelm them. TCU, either in their game against Seton Hall or their game against Arizona, sort of making it into a mess to to try to lure you into a boxing match. But I thought that sort of the physicality was probably the most surprising part to me. And I think also indicative of how far the Big Sky is away from being able to compete in these games because that's what I saw was the Bobcats just get pushed around by Texas Tech. That was a stark difference to see that. And the difference, I think... It really is three tiers. I think as a normal college basketball fan out there would go, okay, you got power five and mid-major. Well, I think when you go in person, and we saw this, and you you almost have to be sitting courtside to even see the, the yeah. stark difference. But there's three divisions to me. There's high major, there's mid-major, and there's low major. And this is, sure. again, no disrespect. I'm not trying to, to crash on the conference whatsoever. But the big sky is a low major. It, sure. is, it is by this far. exact moment it is. And you can see the difference. Five years ago, it was a real mid-major. Yeah. It, it's, Five years ago, it had an RPI in like 13, 14. It's not that anymore. It's in the 20s. So it's def- definitively a low major. It's not. And again, not to pile on, but you ask. And we ran into a bunch of great just college basketball fans. Uh, sure. A guy from New Jersey that just came over to, to fly over and watch basketball. And get a neutral standpoint of someone that doesn't watch the Big Sky game in and, and game out. And watching the four games, the takeaway was... Well, gosh, Wright State, Montana State should have been switched around in their seat. Montana State looked like a 16 seed. Big Sky schools have. But but back to the bigger point, you see the three differences in majors. To me, high major, mid-major, low major, and the biggest difference physicality-wise. I thought it was really intriguing, which as we dive into this Arizona and TCU game, I asked you immediately, because you know me, I like asking questions right off the bat, was that one of the best college basketball games you've ever seen? Yep. And I was a little bit intrigued by your response. You said, not, not really. And to me, like, just the atmosphere and how great it was back and forth. But I love how you see it the next level. Because you're like, it wasn't the best basketball as far as just from that pure form. And I think it's interesting. It creates a really good talking point. Because I think even me versus you and how we kind of saw the game and felt it, that there's a lot of people driving around that probably would feel the same way. The difference in the two. Tournament takeover here on Duana's Now ESPN Radio. Presented in part by Dazzler's Car Wash. Make your car shine today at Dazzler's. Located right next door to us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, 2610 Radio Way. From washing the outside to the, they have really strong vacuums. I've been loving the vacuums. The suction on the vacuums, primo. You can get everything out of your car. You can make it sparkly on the inside and the outside. Swing by Dazzler's Car Wash. Treat your car how it deserves to be treated. 2610 Radio Way in Missoula. Um, And I think part of that is not even a preference as much as just the way that Maybe you learn how to watch basketball, too. I've just always been a big NBA guy. Part of that's just because of, you know, that's what my dad used to watch. The only channel we really got had the Utah Jazz on it. So I was, you know, sort of baptized in the pick and roll, stocked into Malone. And I think that, and I'm not taking anything away from the college game. There's just such great defensive play in it. But also, I think that at the highest level, it's become so much about coaching. And sometimes I feel like the game is overcoached, but that's why these teams look like they do, and there's such X's and O's in the defensive strategies and all that sort of stuff. And so, you know, like, Arizona, for example, they're, they're two bigs. The the big guy, number three. Christian Coloco. Yep, Christian Coloco, who's who's a, yep. a pretty – he's a, a high-level guy. Border, he's the, exactly what I'm talking about, a guy that probably couldn't play in the NBA because of his lack of skill, but he has an NBA body. And then what's my other guy, Benedict? Benedict Matherin. Be- Benedict Matherin, who had the highlight reel dunk. Both those guys scored 30 without making any sort of real uh, spectacular one-on-one move or any sort of real offensive execution. They just made a bunch of buckets. And so it's just interesting. It's just, it's just a completely and objectively different sport. And seeing it live and in person was uh, interesting to me. I also think, though, that the big sky, because of the prevalence of three-point shooting and the lack of true girthy posts, is actually more like the NBA than the Big 12 is, as ironic as that sounds. The style of the play, the players are certainly several notches below. But I think that that's the other, uh, maybe, my brother and I were texting about this. Think of just the, uh, when it comes to the, the thing that the big sky is missing the most. The... 
Think of the best bigs in the league in the last 10 years. Martin Bruning at Montana. Uh, Joel Ballaboy at uh, Weber State. Bank A. Joyce and Jake Wiley at Eastern Washington. Um, you could probably even throw Fabian Krizlovic in there just because of his Mason, acumen. Mason Peetling. Mason Peetling at, at Eastern Washington for sure. Bello. Jabril Bello is, is probably there when he's at full strength for sure. But what did I just name? I just named a whole bunch of like jumping jack stretch. I mean, Van K. Joyce is like six five and a half. Yeah. I mean, Jake Wiley's six six. But none of these guys, even Martin Broning, who's six nine, Joel Ballaboy, who's six nine, two ten. You know, these guys are not what we saw. The, the most striking moment uh, of the Texas Tech game against Montana State uh, was when uh, Williams, number eleven, he walked by Jabril Bello after hitting a three, and he watched those two stand right next to each other, and they were the exact same size. They were both out about six eight and a half, two forty five. And that one of these dudes is playing like stretch four, but he's more like the two in Texas Tech's lineup. And Bello is the big sky MVP who plays nothing but the five. I thought that there was just a stark difference in in body, and I, I do think that there's a variety of things that are holding the big sky back from competing, but I do think that they're maybe not even playing the same sport. Also, they've been playing with a significantly different type of athlete. No, and I, I think that that's where you start. It's just the big fellas down low. And I think, again, this can kind of circle back to the low major, low major, mid-major discussion because the Big Sky Conference, whether it's the, the transfer portal or, or how college recruiting has changed, they haven't had a dude like that for a while. And to have multiple guys down low, I feel, is almost essential. Because when you get to the NCAA tournament, you have to be able to hang. If not, your, your weakness is going to get exposed. We have seen firsthand. You talk about the game maybe being overcoached at this level. It's over-officiated as well. No kidding. And so you're seeing guys get in foul trouble nonstop. Don't, you think, part, oh. don't you think that part of that's because the rules aren't applicable? Yes, to the, I, I absolutely I think that the, the freedom of motion rules that they implemented about four or five years ago, the, the, they don't. I'm not even saying that they're too stringent or whatever. They just don't mesh with what the game is. The game is right now a hyper-athletic, low-skill, but high-motor, high-intensity game. You need guys that can run around crazy. There's a million Clint Capellas in college basketball right now, right? And But if you're going to have that sort of effort be the high priority, that sort of defense be the high priority, the rules aren't applicable. You're only going to ever get 40 foul calls because coaches want you to be up in your shorts defensively like Texas Tech, but just be, you're right. It becomes so over-officiated, just like that Texas Tech-Notre Dame game was. It, it got to a point where it was just a free-throw fast. And, sure. and guys, too, because I feel, and this is – and this is coming from a college basketball guy, the NBA, what I love, is very rarely are fouls going to play a part in who is on the floor at a certain time. I feel in these college games that, my gosh, the game shrinks so much that if you have one bad four-minute sure. stretch, especially, and I cater back now to these underdogs, where you have to play perfect for 40 minutes. St. Peter's, you have to play perfect to beat Kentucky. A Montana State, you have to play perfect to even compete against some a team like Texas Tech. And then when you get foul trouble and, okay, well, Bello or somebody else has two fouls, they have to sit the remainder of the first half, takes all the game planning completely out, which, again, is another reason why the underdog is, is has having such an uphill climb. Where, yeah, St. Peter's is a great story, which we'll talk about, but you look at the Sweet 16, yeah, you might see seeds 11, seeds 10 that are in it. It's Power 5 leagues. For sure, every, every, teams. It, it's every, the only, yeah, besides the besides St. Peter's, everybody's a Power 6, if you include the Big East, left. I mean, the double-digit seeds are Michigan, Miami. <laughs> Iowa State. Yeah, yeah Iowa mean, State. Yes, exactly. We're not talking about little brothers. We're talking about top 40 athletic departments in terms of budget. And we felt that, too, Notre Dame, Alabama. I think sure. coming in, we're like, oh, this would be, be an upset if Notre Dame won. We watched five minutes of that game. We both looked at each other. You were right in your game for the Montana State game, we go, this wouldn't be an upset. These, this would not be an they upset. They got Mike Bray right yeah, there. Yeah, it's Notre know? Dame, Alabama. <laughs> this would not be an upset. They, they just look different coming off the bus. Tournament takeover here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio is presented in part by Palmer's Drug. You go out of your way to shop local when it comes to pretty much anything, so do it when it comes to shopping with your pharmacy. When you think local, think local pharmacy at Palmer's Drug, located on Southwest Higgins here in the Garden City. Uh, last question, or a couple, last couple of questions before we, because we're going to get into what the big sky is missing a little later after we talk about the Montana State women too, because I do think there's some similar dynamics in terms of at least the finances and the scheduling of all this that are stark realities that I think that maybe people don't quite understand. But um, our site in San Diego, we saw now Texas Tech and. Um, Arizona moving on. 
both of these teams, you obviously have a proximity bias, having seen them in person, seeing the bodies that they have, seeing the execution that they have, seeing them put together a couple impressive wins each. But where are we at with these two teams? And uh, seeing them in person or not, do you feel like these two teams have an opportunity to, to make a real run? I, I do. And it's funny because you look at the point spreads for what's coming out the next game. Both of them are a one-point favorite, which, which would be – Surprising maybe to some with Arizona. I think that every championship team has a game where they, they look and go, oof, might have gotten away with that. And, and Arizona already had that game. I feel that they have all the makings. They've got the inside-out shooting. Kirk Carice had just got back into the fold. I feel Arizona. Man, his ankle, you could see oh. the black and swelling above his high. His He was wearing mid-calf socks. That's a nasty injury. And if you look, go, go look it on Twitter if you have the stomach to do it. Don't do it before you eat. But Kirk Carice's yeah. ankle is just jacked up. So he's trying to play through it. I feel Arizona has all the makings. They have a tough matchup with Houston, but that bracket's manageable. Texas Tech, they are so intriguing because now they get thrown right into the spotlight. And, yes, I am bringing the X factor. I'm bringing the Coach K factor into this culture because I feel on paper they are a better team than Duke. And there is a reason they're a one-point favorite on Thursday night. But – the Coach K factor, whether it be good or bad, is going to come into into play on Thursday. So I'm not sure if it's going to be a whistle down the stretch style of play. I really hope those two teams can duke it out because that'd be a great game. But Coulter, Texas Tech, we saw their style. For sure. If the officials want to take over a game with Texas Tech, yep. they could take them right out of it right away. I hope it doesn't happen, but it wouldn't surprise me if it did. Tournament takeover here on Nuance Now. ESPN Radio is presented in part by Crawford's Automotive. From oil changes to brakes, tune-ups to transmissions, Crawford's will get you back on the road. Call 406-542-7705 today. Okay, let's uh, pull up your bracket there, Mr. Oh, Corker. No. Riley Corker, the voice of the Grizz, and a college basketball uh, expert here, even, <laughs> yeah. though, even though he talked me into about seven bad bets this weekend. <laughs> oh, so bad. I can't blame anybody for anything. You make your own decisions. Oh. I, uh, I went out on my own and rode my Iowa State uh, thoughts. That was good. Uh, happy about that one. But here's where – so if, you, if you're already entered in our bracket challenge, great – if you're not, we're going to relaunch something tomorrow. So we'll give you some details. There's usually the sort of the reseed where you can pick from the Sweet 16 on. Ooh, I'm down for that. I need a fresh Well, maybe we'll have a little uh, side prizes for you. But our bracket challenge is presented in part by Paradise Falls of Missoula. We have almost $3,000 in prizes total for this. So uh, you don't just have to beat us. You just have to beat each other. The first, second, and third placers in the bracket challenge will win substantial prizes. But here's where we're at for the Sweet 16. Gonzaga versus Arkansas. I had both of those. How'd you do on those two? Gonza- got them both. Yep. Had them both. And then Texas Tech versus Duke. I had both of those. I had both of those as well. Okay, That's so, the, the, so the, 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 sealed, the seeds hold in the West. And uh, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting deal. I mean, I think Gonzaga will get past Arkansas, even though Arkansas is good. I think they'll test them a little bit. Uh, but I think that next game is a coin flip for sure. And, and it's a rematch. Gonzaga has played both Duke and Texas Tech. They lost to Duke. They beat Texas Tech. So that just creates another factor, too, when you've seen a team before. So that'll be big. And I think everyone is is already penciling in Gonzaga-Duke. But Texas sure. Tech has a chance. So that'll be a really intriguing matchup. UCLA versus North Carolina and Purdue versus St. Peter's in the East. Uh, UCLA, North Carolina is probably one that Vegas is going to love because you got huge fan bases on both sides piling in and influencing the spread. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I've been high on UCLA mostly because we just watched them so many times last year in the tournament, and they have such a huge part of that core back. I also think that Mick Cronin is a great tournament-style coach. So I had UCLA in the Sweet 16. I also have him in the Final Four, or excuse me, in the, in the uh, Elite Eight. I had him beating Baylor, who, which was one of the upsets that busted everybody's bracket. By the way, that was probably the best game we watched and didn't attend was the Baylor-North Carolina game. They had the uh, sort of the the silver screen, so to speak, the standalone. On, on Saturday morning, Saturday mid-morning. So we went and had some brunch and uh, found a great place called Bootleggers downtown San Diego and uh, had a great time taking in the games there. But that was a great game. But what do you think of this North Carolina um UCLA match. I think it's classic as far as getting some blue bloods in it where everybody expected UCLA and Kentucky. Could you imagine if this reach, if Kentucky would have beaten St. Peter's and you have Kentucky, Purdue, UCLA, North Carolina, right. all of a sudden that goes to the, the headliner for sure. I had UCLA, didn't have North Carolina. They have come on strong. I, I agree. After watching them play, the, the common theme was they are not an 8C with the way they're playing right now, and that certainly proved that to beat a Baylor team, knock out the defending national champs. I've been high on Purdue all season long, and I had them to this point. 
and it was really tough for me. I have I had Kentucky in the Final Four, so I got oh, busted. Buddy. I got busted right away on that. But Purdue does not surprise me because they had been in the top five. If you look at them on paper, they they have all the makings. They've got a seven four big guy in Edie. They've got Jalen Ivy, a top five pick. It's a point guard. They've got the three point shooting outside. They've got the top reserve in the league. It's a six eleven monster off of the bench. So it doesn't surprise me whatsoever that Purdue is here. And now looking at their draw, I would actually be surprised if Purdue does not make the Final Four. It could be a really good matchup, Coulter. And yes, it'd be great if St. Peter's won. But let's just call it what it is. That's not happening. So Purdue against the winner of North Carolina and UCLA. I think it's going to be a great matchup, but maybe the best matchup in the Elite Eight. That is going to be fascinating to see how that side of the bracket plays out because you've been high on Purdue all along. All year. I think that that was one of the most defining parts of the way that this bracket transpired is you had multiple teams that were lined up for ones or twos that lost early in their conference tournament and then fell one. Like, if Duke would have played in the ACC final, they probably would have been a one seed, right? Yeah. Or they probably would have been in a little bit more of a mix for the one seed, If right? Purdue wins, they might the big, be a two seed. If they yeah. Right. If they win the Big Ten, they might be a two or even a one, right? I mean, there was a couple teams that were in the mix there on that line that lost early in their tournaments and then other teams that sort of stole the, the higher seed, like Tennessee, playing through the SEC, or um, trying to think of another example. Um, regardless, Iowa was another Iowa, example that yeah, probably played its up. way up uh, in the conference tournaments before then subsequently not performing uh, in the tournament. In the South, it's Arizona, top seed, versus Houston. Uh, great video post game of Kelvin Sampson, all late 60s of him, ripping his shirt off and just... Just dancing like it's nineteen. Still got a little butte in him, huh? That's that exactly little butte. right. Mile high, mile deep, baby. Former Montana Tech coach. Uh, so Arizona versus Houston, and the winner will play Michigan versus Villanova. And then in the Midwest, it's Kansas versus Providence and Iowa State versus Miami. So I had Arizona here uh, as well as Houston. I did not have Michigan. I did not have Villanova. Kansas I had. Providence I did not. I had Iowa there. I had Iowa State in the Sweet 16, so that's a good one for me that a lot of people didn't have. But then I didn't have Miami. Instead, I had Auburn, and I had Auburn in one of my brackets winning the whole thing and the other one losing to Gonzaga in the championship. So my national champ is my national champ and or national runner-up out in my two brackets. Ooh, see, that's where I can make some hay a little bit because I still have Gonzaga, Arizona. But this right that's side of the bracket. That's a watching them live for sure. But on the right side of the bracket right now, there's eight teams remaining. I have two of them. Oh, I, picked, I picked Arizona. I had Illinois. I was high on Tennessee. I had Loyola Chicago beating Villanova. Yeah, that crashed early. Had Iowa beating Providence. And heck no, I didn't have Iowa State and Auburn. Are you kidding me right now? Like who? Or Iowa State and Miami. Who had that matchup in the Sweet 16? Kansas. My goodness. Did, did the path just open up for them? Or for sure. what? I mean, but with that They'll being, still find a way to lose. Uh, they will. It's like almost a guarantee that Kansas is in the Sweet 16. It's almost a guarantee that they're out before the Final Four. Could you? It's nothing to sneeze at. They're in the Sweet 16 or the Elite well, Eight every year but they always lose. If they blow it this year, that's going to create pandemonium because you're going to have either Providence, Miami, or Iowa State in the Final Four. Oh, buddy. I would say Kansas has the easiest path to the Final Four remaining, but... Yeah, I'm not taking any credit for this side other than I have Arizona in the in the championship game and I've got Kansas in the Elite Eight. That's it. That's brutal. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Our brackets are busted, too. Stay tuned for Nuanas now tomorrow. Rajim Seabrook going to come roll with us. Later on this week, Thursday and Friday, we'll be doing Nuanas now from Brett's RV and Marine. So taking the show on the road again, except for this time, it's only down the street uh, there on Grand Creek Road. So you can come see us, say what's up. And uh, maybe catch a little nuances now. But Rajim will be here tomorrow, and we'll give you some updates on how maybe you can do a redo. Well, maybe we'll do a Nuanas Now ESPN Montana Bracket Challenge Redux. So stay tuned for that tomorrow. The Montana Basketball Hour, proudly presented by the Advocates. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an auto accident, a pedestrian or cycling accident. If you've been injured in any sort of accident that wasn't your fault, you deserve an advocate. Call to discuss your case with an experienced personal injury attorney, no out-of-pocket expenses, call 406-640-4444 today. And always remember, you need an advocate. Montana State's men got blitzed. They still figured out a way to score 62 points, even though they lost by 35 to Texas Tech. Montana State's women, they didn't score for the first 12 minutes of the game. They lost by 41. Just how far is the gap between the Big Sky and the rest of the power, or the rest of the Division I on uh the NCAA women's tournament side, we will discuss and we'll also hear from a couple players from Montana State and Stanford 
Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Each of the Big Sky Conference's representatives in the big dance ran into buzzsaws while a few more Big Sky teams remain alive in less prominent national tournaments. Hello, I am Coulter Duanez. In the first round of the NCAA tournament, Montana State represented the Big Sky in men's and women's hoops. In the first game of Friday's session from San Diego, California, third-seeded Texas Tech caught fire and never let up, rolling 14th-seeded Montana State 97-62 in one of the largest margins of victory of any of the 32 first-round games. The Red Raiders raced to leads of 18-4 and 30-7, a Eventually leading by 25 at halftime and by as many as 37 in the second half. Texas Tech outlasted Notre Dame 59-53 to advance to the Sweet 16 while they'll play Duke. MSU's season finishes with a 27-8 mark. Later Friday from Stanford, California, the MSU women face an even taller task. The 16-seeded Bobcats took on number one-seeded and defending national champion Stanford on their home court. MSU trailed 20 to nothing at the end of the first quarter and 23-0 before getting a bucket. The final margin ended at 78-37 in favor of the Cardinals. MSU's season finishes with a 22 and 13 record, while Stanford destroyed Kansas 91-65 to move into the Sweet 16. Northern Colorado, the Big Sky Tournament champion runner-up, has defeated Florida Atlantic and UNC Asheville to reach the Final Four of the College Basketball Invite. And Southern Utah plays UTEP tonight in the College Basketball Classic. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. When I was in college, I somehow found myself living with a bunch of Cali boys who taught me all about uh, tank tops and Frisbee and land cruisers and electronic music. And it was so fun and so funny being back in San Diego and just hearing all the same songs that all those losers used to listen to all the I time. I mean, there were a couple tank tops you were jealous you <laughs> didn't right, have on. We were, right. uh, yeah, it's so that. funny. I've never been to some Montana boy living with these Cali boys, and they're always wanting to go to the beach and the river, which is cool. I'm down. I'll always go to the river for sure. But it was just so funny. They always wanted to cruise with the tank tops and the Frisbees, and we'd always be listening to Cascade like we are right now. So uh, it was so funny, though, because when we first rolled into bootleggers on our first morning where we weren't going to games in San Diego. This was the song that I was playing, and I was like, man, this is the song we used to listen to when we would clean our houses after parties. So <laughs> it all comes full circle. That's awesome. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It's our tournament takeover. We're back from the NCAA tournament, and that means our postseason coverage, at least in live person, is finished, but appreciate all of our awesome clients for helping us. We're coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. You can march into savings with Northwest Motorsport. Visit NWMS Rocks all month long to check out all the great specials, including low APRs throughout the month of March. Tournament takeover presented in part by Van Thompson Vision. Van Thompson Vision, they have all sorts of advanced technology to provide you with the best possible outcome for your eyes. They specialize in LASIK surgery. But they also have all sorts of other expert advice that they might be able to give you. Maybe you aren't a candidate for LASIK. They can get you seeing all the games nice and sharp. Visit VanceThompsonVision.com today for more information. Riley, we were on hand to watch Montana State's men get absolutely blitzed. They were down 18-4 to and 30-7 to before uh, the second media timeout. We were then watching TCU Seton Hall slug it out on Friday night in the fourth game at our session in San Diego. And we were monitoring the Montana State women's game. Well, it was 20 to nothing at the end of the first quarter and 23 to zero before the Bobcats got on the board. The turning point actually was probably 
um, when Francesca Belibi, I think I'm saying that Very correctly, nice. uh, had a steal into a fast break dunk. That's right, a dunk. <laughs> and uh, that was actually a moment where I think Bautista was like, oh my gosh, well, that's never happened before. So uh, maybe we can settle down now because this is a totally different level. Then the Bobcats actually went on a 7 nothing run, but they were still down by... 30-plus at halftime, and they lose 78-37. to 37. I think that this is a microcosm of a bigger picture, though, culture, because both the Montana State men and the women... For sure. They, they were on their heels, and kind of by the time they got adjusted to the game, they were okay, but the game was by far over at For that sure. point, and you could see the parallels were, okay, the athleticism is overwhelming, that, okay, we are an underdog is overwhelming, and it all kind of comes to a head where you're thinking so many thoughts where... You worked your whole life to get to this point. Well, if you're not planning on executing, you're going to find out what happens. We're going to get into this. I mean, you could not have asked for a more difficult draw for Tristan Benford and Montana. Literally. I mean, it, defending national champs on their home court number one seed. Hardest start you're going to get. With a 20 game home winning streak. And I was reading columns today after the Sweet 16 got announced or, or finalized for the women's side of things, Stanford, if they rebracket it, is the team to win it. So it's going well, sure. to be. I mean, they, in, the, yeah. in the second round, they drilled Kansas. 91-65. So they're not just destroying teams from the Big Sky. They destroyed a team from the Big 12. They, they did. And back to the Montana State angle, I absolutely think they settled in a little bit more of, hey, okay, we know that we just need to play loose a little bit, try and get some shots up. The threes did go down later for them, but my goodness, down 23 nothing. you know the mindset has to change on the fly. I can't imagine just the experience uh, for 40 minutes for all, all of those gals that got to play on uh, Friday night against Stanford. Tournament takeover as part of the Montana Basketball Hour presented by JV Restaurant Supply. JV is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a scotty, you can score big with JV. They have three locations throughout Montana Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. And if you can't make it in, they have a great website, jvrestaurant.com. JV, your restaurant specialist. After the game, Lexi Hull and Francesca Belibi were asked about. That momentum shifting, or was it, but more just unique and uh, interesting moment. First time I've ever seen a Big Sky team get dunked on. Here's what Stanford's players had to say. Lexi, have you heard the freshman um, rousing friend? Like, okay, we came here to see you dunk. Would you? What, how's that been? I mean, is it once a week, once a day? It's all the opportunities where she's on a lane and it's open. We're like, why haven't you done it? It's not just the freshmen. It's everyone. Um, and we we see it in warm-ups, but we want to see it every game. I mean, why yeah, doesn't she do that every game? Yeah, but um, no. It's it's kind of just a running joke for everyone. Hey, ladies. It's Lindsay Schnell from USA Today. Can you hear me? Yep. yep. Perfect. So, Fran, I know that in the past you've talked about when you have wanted to dunk maybe sometimes and you just didn't feel like the timing was right, like didn't have a far, weren't out far enough ahead or whatever. You looked really determined from the second that you blocked her shot. Are you telling the truth when you say you didn't decide to dunk until you got past the three-point line? Because you looked pretty bound and determined way before half court. Well, I was, I was just... I don't know. I like when it's happening. I'm not usually like, oh my god, I'm gonna dunk right now. Except for one. Um, on this one, it, there I think there are like some outside factors in regards to like how open I am, um, the time and score situation. Um, but yeah, this one felt good, and I just was watching Lexi get a bunch of steals and goes. So I figured I'd channel her. So I went up for it. <laughs> So you go some fun sound bites from Stanford players following their team's 78-37 win over Montana State in the first round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. Bobcats, they finished their season with a 22-13 mark. Big Sky Conference Tournament champions. And they return a lot coming in next year, but the gap remains wide. Here's Trisha Binford, Montana State's 17th year head coach here on Nuanas Now. Uh, well, want to say how proud we are of our team and what we got through this season, how we came together at the end of the year, and uh, just uh, the opportunity to get to experience this and win the conference tournament, represent the big sky. Uh, I knew we were going to give them a lot of effort, a lot of heart, and we certainly brought all those things. So just really proud of this team and what they've accomplished this year. Uh, at the same time, uh, we're rooting for Stanford. I thought uh, uh, right from the, the get-go, I think their size and their length really 
um, dictated the start of that game, and uh, and then we got settled in once we got to that second quarter. Started showing a little bit more of the Bobcats. Trisha Bedford, Montana State 17th year head coach here on Nuanas Now. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me in studio here on ESPN Radio. It's our Montana Basketball Hour presented by the Advocates. There's no fee until the Advocates recover a settlement for you, so you have nothing to lose. Call the Advocates today, 406-640-4444, and remember, you deserve an advocate. And, Riley, here's the thing. We can dissect this from a uh, talent standpoint, style of play standpoint, all that stuff, but at the end of the day, this comes down to money. And if you're making $45-plus million as an athletic department because you get to play on the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or the SEC network or the Big 12 network, then the gap is going to continue to widen between the Power Fives and everybody else. You already see that with how many Power Fives are into the Sweet 16 in both the men's and women's tournaments. Um, And I actually think for as wide as the gap was very apparently between Montana State's men and Texas Tech, the gap is significantly wider in women's basketball. Part of that comes from longevity and stability of the coaches that exist in women's college basketball, whether it's Muffet McGraw at Notre Dame or Gino Ariema at UConn or uh, Tara Vanderveer at Stanford or you know Kim Mulkey at LSU. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different coaches that are institutions at the place that they coach at. And so success breeds success, but Montana State, or anybody in the big sky for that matter, in women's basketball, the gap is much wider even because of the blue bloods that exist, but also because of the ex, sort of the, the secondary effects that the trickle-down of all the money from football and men's basketball has on these athletic departments. It's so It really is so wide right now, and it's really hard to compare to Stanford because we're trying to prove a bigger point where it wouldn't matter if it was, let's just say Arizona. They were a team that was like a four seed. There's just such a different level right now, and I love Trisha Benford. So do you. We're great fans of her, but even right there in the press conference, it just goes to tell you just the difference in mindset. Well, you know, I'm glad we got to all experience this, and the mindset coming in is not... A Big Sky team doesn't feel they even have a chance coming sure. in, into one of those things. And in women's basketball, it's going to be really intriguing to see culture. You rarely see these underdogs make a run. That being said, we talked in the airport and on our trip about someone that is in the Sweet 16. And now in the last couple of years, both South Dakota and South Dakota State women have made yep. the Sweet 16. I think that is the model, the formula for how maybe Montana, Montana State, because... I feel, despite despite everything kind of against them, Montana and Montana State have the closest recipe to try and follow a South Dakota and a South Dakota State. But, Coulter, the gap is so wide right now. I, I think you do a deep dive. How in the heck did South Dakota go down to Baylor and beat Baylor? That's the formula. That's the dream. And, and we'll see if a Big Sky school can get there. But it is very evident. And I think even more so when we talk personnel on the women's side of things, the lack of size down low is For just sure. the biggest factor because the game can be taken over before it's even tipped off. And I felt, I was guess even with Montana State, they had a great team a couple years ago. Well, Peyton Ferris is playing the five. For sure. How are you going to compete against a Washington team that has more size? That, that to me, is even more on display, I feel, in the women's game than the men's game. It's just the, the abundance of size down low. I think that... We're going to continue to see this. I mean, most of the at-large bid. I mean, nine teams from the Big Ten made made the tournament this year on the men's side. We're going to continue to see the the high majors gobble up almost all the the at-large bids. We're going to continue to see mid-major champions get misseeded and and poorly represented. The Mountain West went zero and four in the postseason, but part of that was because of the draws that they got. San Diego State shouldn't have blown a lead to Creighton. They should have figured out a way to win that game. But I thought that Boise State got a raw draw. I thought Wyoming got a raw draw. Colorado State got a tough draw. Colorado State got a tough draw. So, I don't know, man. I think we're going to continue to see the stratification. I hope it doesn't rob us of some of the things that we love the most about college sports, like the underdogs, like (laughs) the David versus Goliath. So, uh, we'll see. I think in a way, and this is going to sound a little bit backwards, I think for, for basketball fans, going back to them inside, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, to have success, you would have wanted Murray State to honestly beat St. Peter's because I think Murray State could at least give Purdue a chance to right. where you're walking into this thing. At least this week, that's not going to be the case. I want to throw one more thing before we turn the page back at you, someone who follows the league better than anybody. With what's going on, you talked about Montana State returning a lot sure. and the best player in the league in Darian White. For sure. 
Well, with what's going on in Pocatello right now, oh, entering the transfer portal, which I think we touched on it Friday, but not in full length. Where does Montana State rank? Mon- the Lady Grizz right now as well. And what is going on down in Pocatello? I think those are interesting storylines as we kind of fade out of the Big Sky Conference women's season. Yeah, it's going inter- to be an interesting league race next year for sure because there was so many new faces on the scene. Um, I do think that um, Izzy Natabo down at Sacramento State, her continued progression is going to have a huge influence on what we think of the landscape of the Big Sky Conference. I think that Montana State has a star and they have uh, a budding sort of second-tier player in Cola Bad Bear. And a style, and a they, distinct they style. A, they have a style, but I do think that they are... from Because Darian White is so transcendently good and because she plays so well in her hometown of Boise, Montana State's going to be the favorite to win that tournament until Darian White's not playing anymore. That's a completely different conversation, though, too. If Montana State wins the tournament again next year... What's their draw going to be like? I do think that they're they're obviously not far away. In fact, that they have everything they need to win in Boise. They are a long ways away from being able to compete in the national tournament. Well, there's two things that are coming into play now that we're seeing with why the Big Sky Conference continues to get seeded lower. I guess three, really. Number one, they haven't proved that they can compete, let alone deserve a seed higher than what they normally get For when sure. they get on the big stage. But also, non-conference scheduling is becoming a, a big factor here. Do you have marquee wins, which we touched on on Friday, yep. but also the abundance of losses catches up too and that's For what sure. happened to Montana State where yes in a conference race it's okay to go 15 and 5 and, and try and win the league which is totally fine but when you're losing to teams that have RPIs or, yeah. or or net ratings of in the bottom 50 teams in the country that's going to kill you on the national stage when you're trying to For fight sure. for maybe a 13 seed where you have a chance compared to a 15 seed where you really don't that, that's why I'm so unfortunate that the, the, the team from the big sky in the last handful of years that had the best chance to go make noise in the national tournament was the Montana State women in 2020. That team went 19-1 in the league. They won, I think, 27 or maybe 28 games overall. Fringe 11-12 seed. Uh, maybe even higher because yeah. that team, I mean, that team beat a ranked Minnesota team that year. That team beat, uh, they, had one, they, had, they beat South Dakota State that year. Um, they had played. Who else did they play? They played four high majors, and I believe they went three and one in those games. And so they they had the wins. The other good draws we've seen are Northern Colorado a couple years ago got a ten seed. They won at DePaul that year. The at Ho State last year, they had a couple big wins as well that were nine conference wins. You just got to beat one. You do, and you have to have that respect all year long. Where Montana State men, they they had it. But, Coulter, they were so close on their four non-conference losses. I mean, overtime loss at Colorado. Went down to the pit and played New Mexico well. Even if you get one of those, it just turns the narrative to, okay, this Team X is a team to watch. Idaho State women got some big-time wins two years ago. So they were on everybody's radar. They're a floating 12-13 seed all year long. It it takes the full body of work here for these Big Sky teams, and that's why scheduling everything's so important if you want to get more respect on the national level. Well, it's the same thing like with the Grizz teams, the last two Grizz teams on the men's side that went to the NCAA tournament. Those teams both won 26 games. But they both had 16 and four conference records. I guess one had 16 and two because it wasn't a 20-game league schedule yet. But what I'm getting at is those teams were missing that marquee non-conference win, too. They had Stanford on the ropes. They couldn't get it. They played really well at Washington. Couldn't get it. You know, They had a whole bunch of Power 5 opponents where they were at least sort of competitive, and they couldn't get it done. And even just one. I mean, the the good, the quote-unquote good draws the Big Sky teams have gotten over the last 15 years, that's only happened three times. It's because those teams won good out-of-conference games. This is a good summer project when we're for sure. uh, looking for things to, I mean, think about and come up with, with segments for storylines for the next year is, yes, those teams that have gotten good draws, go look at their non-conference scheduling because, again, it's the million-dollar question right now, and we'll see how the Big Sky kind of adjusts. They're trying to alter their conference tournament to make sure they get the best team represented. I think it's just going to be a trickle-down and a, a constant thing that you have to monitor to see if the Big Sky can have some success. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, the Montana Basketball Hour presented by The Advocates continues. How about some random news briefs from around the Big Sky Conference? We shall discuss to take you into hour number two. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Duana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Duana's Riley Corcoran coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. The Montana Basketball Hour rolls on, presented by the Advocates. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in any sort of an accident. Call today to discuss your case with an experienced personal injury attorney with no out-of-pocket expense. Call 406-640-4444. Today, a couple things outside of the basketball world, I guess a couple inside the basketball world, but outside of the state of Montana, but still within the Big Sky Conference to go over as well as a piece of football news to parlay us then into our second hour where myself and Andrew Houghton will discuss spring football for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. First, Zach Claus, who was the interim coach at Idaho, is now uh, remaining the coach at Idaho uh, he was the interim and then signed, what, a, a one-year deal or a two-year deal? But regardless, he got re-upped. He'll be back next season. This was sort of surprising. Only 14 Division One wins in th- the last three seasons uh, for Idaho under Zach Claus. Really surprising. And I, I think that he came down to the late-season stretch, and it, it seemed like his fate had maybe been sealed. And you, you have to t- take in the backstory into account here. They have a lot of momentum with that brand-new arena. They kind of feel like, hey, the time is now for us to try and right. turn this thing around. To Zach Claus's defense, he hasn't really had a full, true year to develop and recruit with sure. the COVID year and and everything that has happened. But, Colton, you kind of look at what they did. They got swept by Idaho State. And, and I remember this. They lost to Idaho State when Idaho State didn't have a coach. Exactly. Ryan Looney was out with COVID and Idaho State ran him out of the gym. They did. And for their first win after Idaho State was on a 10-game losing streak, whatever it might be, then they go to Moscow and win. The Grizz came in to Moscow the next game. And there was sense in that arena of... Yeah, this, this is probably going to be it. Well, what's Idaho do? They yeah, run off Weed wins Montana. over Montana, Weber State, and Eastern, and it created a tough dynamic. That ultimately got him an extra year. But, goodness, with everybody that's in the transfer portal culture, that's going to be really interesting to see how Idaho – obviously, it's a show-me year. Like, they, they obviously have to make a huge jump. I would say going 500 in the league is probably at least a starting point for Zach Claus to maybe be retained after this. Sad that that's been the bar that it's been lowered to. Idaho should be, could be, and I mean, they should and could be one of the better programs in the Big Sky Conference. They were one of the better programs in the Big Not Sky, very long Sky ago. Conference when they returned uh, to the league back in 2014, all the way through when Don Verlin was dismissed three seasons ago. Right, Corkin Voice of the Grizz in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, wrapping up the Montana basketball hour. Northern Colorado and Southern Utah, the last two Big Sky teams remaining. The Idaho State women went to the WNIT with an auto bid as part of their regular season conference championship after then they lost in the quarterfinals of the Big Sky tournament. They, the, uh, Idaho State lost in overtime in the NIT, is Yes, that right? to Wyoming. Okay, so uh, Idaho State, the last women's team out other than Montana State, and then on the men's side, Northern Colorado, Southern Utah. So Northern Colorado's in the CBI, the final four of the CBI. Which UNC are they playing? Asheville, Wilmington. They already played one. Uh, they're up to Wilmington. They played Asheville yesterday. They got Wilmington today. So who, UNC, ironically, was in Missoula for the Thanksgiving right. tournament. So UNC, uh, UNC of Northern Colorado plays UNC of Asheville today or Wilmington. Wilmington. I can't remember. <laughs> but that's the final four in that tournament, the CBI. And then Southern Utah plays tomorrow night. Who do they play? They play tonight against oh, tonight. U- okay. UTEP. Today's Tuesday. Yep. I keep thinking it's Monday. And if they win, they're one of five teams remaining in the college bas- the basketball class. Now, be honest. If it wasn't for me being around you the last five days and letting you know they were playing, would you know these two teams Man, are still I going? mean, just because of Twitter and stuff. <laughs> right. But, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't know. It, I mean, it, would you rather win a bunch of games and go to the NCAA tournament, lose by 35, or stack some wins against some like low major opponents? I think it, it kind of depends on where you're at as a program. I'm If you've got the senior route, which is interesting because that's what Northern Colorado has, I wouldn't play in a tournament like this, but... I, you, you just go for broke kind of NCAA tournament. You've seen it with Weber State when they don't have kind of the dudes. I, and I actually thought in a twisted way, if you have a younger roster or a younger core, that's when you want the the experience of a tournament like this, maybe a la Montana. But it's interesting. I am go back to you, the exposure that they're getting. Now Northern Colorado's won three games, and give them credit. Yep. They are now in the semifinals, which are an ESPN2 tonight. There are For five sure. college basketball games in the country going on, and they are one on ESPN2. How much of a benefit is that? And not knocking anyone down, but outside of a Big Sky Conference school that doesn't have Montana or Montana State next to it, how big is the exposure? Exposure for one of the other nine schools in the league. I just have a, I have such a hard time registering if that stuff even sticks in people's minds. You know, like w- w- it's great exposure while it's happening, but you then you just you forget it. it. It's 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 hard enough to even remember who played in the Super Bowl last year, <laughs> unless you like catalog it in your brain and make yourself remember. I don't know. I mean. For all of the Maryland, Baltimore counties, we don't ever talk about, like, Florida Gulf Coast anymore. You know, that was like a one-and-done thing. People forget Oral Roberts was one of the Cinderella's of last year's tournament. What are they doing right now? Nobody's talked about them since they were out. So I just really don't know how much that imprint really matters. But I guess if you have some channel surfer that lands on it and they Google <laughs> Northern UNC and find out that's in Northern Colorado... I'm, Maybe it is beneficial to you. I, I just think if, if it's if it's good for the health of your program and you're con- conti- going to continue to develop as a team, as well as then add to sort of the tradition is the wrong word because I don't know, I think there's much tradition that comes from the CBI. But checking little boxes does help you get in the door of recruits. 21 season, okay, now Northern Colorado's got it. Playing the postseason X number of years in a row, boom, now Northern Colorado's got it. Let's say they win this tournament. They'll be the only Big Sky team ever to win a college basketball postseason tournament, and they'll have done it twice. Sure, you could say it's the CBI. Nobody else has done it. So it is something you could at least use in recruiting a little bit. You nailed the two points that, that I was about to make for the benefit of it. Recruiting, because right now, there are only a couple teams still playing. Okay, to have that name and face get out to recruits, that is beneficial. And also, yeah, you talked about it. There's actually been two Big Sky schools that have had success. Northern Arizona made a run to the CIT championship game before eventually losing. That was the by far the best year under Jack Murphy. For sure. And in Northern Colorado, now they're bidding for their second CBI title. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword. Obviously, it's worked for Northern Colorado. They have embraced the transfer portal. They have had a dude the last couple years. We talk about what was missing for Montana and other teams. Northern Colorado has not missed on having a guy. They've had it for, what, six, seven straight years now. Montana Basketball Hour presented by the Advocates. If your life was turned upside down because of an accident that wasn't your fault, the Advocates can help you. There's no fee until the Advocates recover a settlement for you, so you have nothing to lose. Call 406-640-4444 to talk to your Advocate today. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanez, as we put a bow on this tournament takeover. So let's transition into football, because that's what we're talking about in hour number two. We're up against it, but quickly, Riley. A new safeties coach at the University of Montana, Shan Schillinger, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. He's out to Mississippi State. Congratulations to Shan. Great friend of the show, great friend of mine. Heading to the SEC to join Mike Leach's staff in Starkville. Roger Cooper, the 2004 Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year at where? Montana State. He is now a Grizz. I, just, I mean, a job's a job. I think working for Bobby Alks probably a great job. I think working at the University of Montana is a great job. The first time I saw Roger Cooper in the Grizz gear is is something else. It really is. This would be like, you know, I don't know, like a Jordan Tripp being a uh, Bobcat coach. <laughs> it's amazing. But Roger Cooper, a guy who's been the biggest guy as a coach for 10 years. Well, if I would have told you two years ago or when Bobby Houck got hired that eventually on his staff you're going to have Rob Fennessy again and you're going to have Cooper come back to replace Shan Schillinger, who right. basically Bobcat legend replacing Grizz legend. For sure. It's an interesting dynamic. I'm excited to be around the guys a little bit the next couple weeks leading up to the spring game. And I know we're going to have conversations talking about spring ball going in. As of right now, there's – 
the spirits are good. Everybody's kind of diving in. I think they're on spring break right now. When they come back, you're really going to see kind of a two-week ramp up, and that's when things... So the Grizz are on break right now. They're on break okay. right now. They come back next week. I think week. I misstated that off the top. And I thought they were on the spring break last spring week. Spring break now, and then they've got a two-week ramp up into the spring game, which will be on SWX um, on Friday night down in Hamilton, Friday, April 8th, I believe. So we'll, we'll really ramp up then, and we'll have some fun stuff coming out of Grizz camp. But coaching staff will be fun to talk about, that's for sure. He's Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. I'm going to make him come on and talk some Masters next week. Love it. Until then, thanks for rolling along, man. Thanks for riding Shaq. It's been a cool couple weeks. Always. It's been a fun fun ride, that's for sure. You want us now? ESPN Radio, our one of the books, hour two coming at you. What are some of the main storylines out of spring ball for both Montana and Montana State? And how about our Treasure, Star, Treasure State excuse me, Stars of the Week? The best individual performances around the state of Montana. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406 640 4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.